welcome to the Blue and White Brothers, the podcast all about Penn State football. Conversation and commentary from a fan perspective. I'm Tom Gaffman. And I'm Andy Gaffman. And we are the, the Blue, Blue and, and White, White Brothers. Brothers. Two brothers. Two takes. One team. Hey everyone, welcome back to Blue and White Brothers. We are so glad to have you and super excited. This is game week for the 2020 season. It's finally here and uh, we're marking this exciting week for the, our first game week at Blue and White Brothers by getting a little uh, bro time. Yeah, we're getting bro time. What's up, y'all? Tom Gathman here, my bro Andy. <laughs> really happy to be here again. This is my fourth episode invited back to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> so far so good man uh, we are in i guess what is it called basey 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 rhymes with lazy lazy basey sure so basey virginia and not that we're like we're, you know, we don't have like love for virginia like we have love for pennsylvania but this is where it's still nice yeah right now close to where we are from Skyline Drive on the way down here it was gorgeous. Yeah, we we drove um we drove into Front Royal from from Baltimore. I oh, I drove down from Lewisburg. I'm by the way, I'm East Coast now. I I flew You made it. I made it. I did it. And I flew um <laughs> I flew into Baltimore, drove up to Lewisburg, and then I've driven back down to Baltimore to meet with you and we drove down here today, did the Skyline Drive and yeah, gorgeous just, gorgeous fall. Oh day. man, we, we and from what I heard <laughs> Lewisburg and everywhere above Lewisburg or most of Pennsylvania is getting rain. Gross. And crow. So we, yeah, it's, we it's, made it. it's cold and crappy. I'm glad know we I didn't go that way. Like crow. Was, <laughs> <laughs> it's like crow. <laughs> Anyways, uh, working out the kinks right now. Um, we uh, have a little taste of um, Pennsylvania flowing through our veins. Got a, a troganator here, oh, yeah. hand in hand. Um, you know, again, bro week. Bro week. Speaking of potential sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if uh, Trugs wants to give a, give my people a call so that my people can call your people again back, <laughs> and then we can get we money. We don't have people. And then we can have money in our pockets overflowing, <laughs> and this podcast can get better by the minute. <laughs> so this was the last weekend without Penn State football this fall. Allegedly. You know, <laughs> yes, I mean, assuming COVID doesn't yeah. ruin it. It might. You never know. And I will cross my fingers, and hopefully we don't have a Nick Saban situation on our hands. Wow. Well, the Nick Saban situation that wasn't. That wasn't. That was and wasn't. I also heard today that somebody had to drive, like, it was either, like, three and a half hours or, like, seven hours or something like that to bring him a test the morning of game day. Oh, that is commitment right there. Well, that's also just the perks of being the... Alabama, <laughs> the Alabama all-time greatest I'm they national. Put it on a golf stream or yeah, something. Yeah, best. <laughs> Listen, I can't get into the Nick Saban conversation right now. Um, I'm just very disappointed in in the fact that they have so many national titles and we only have two. Uh, and I and only one of them when I was alive. And when I was alive, I was three years old. You were when barely that old t- enough to remember. We'll yeah. get one. We'll get. One. We're gonna get one this, this year. year. Undefeated. Undefeated. <laughs> So, yeah, this was the last weekend without Penn State football for a while, uh, Lord willing. Um, what did you do this weekend? How, how, how'd it go for you? I watched an unhealthy amount of football, as I do every weekend. Uh, actually, I had I went over to a buddy's house um, with my girlfriend and uh, two of my other friends. One friend came in from Philadelphia, and the other buddy lives just down the street. And we had a fire in his backyard, and I ran an extension cord out. To on, set up my laptop on top of his kid's giant Jeep power wheel. Um, 
Power Wheel? Yeah. They just, still make those things? Yeah, this thing's like a new, like, fan-dangled one that's, oh, like, legit. Oh, of course. Does it have, like, Bluetooth or oh, something? Oh, man. No, this thing, like, has, like, different gears. Like, it's... Wow. It moves. It goes it like goes a lawnmower. Quick. The point is, it was a glorified <laughs> computer stand to project <laughs> nice. the, uh, the, the screen to our eyeballs um, in front of the fire. And I watched... I was able to, you know, switch back and forth between the Alabama-Georgia game, which ended up not being nearly as fun it as we thought it was. It was interesting in the first half. In the half. first half. And then, you know, uh, Alabama Georgia being Alabama. the B. <laughs> and Alabama, they bammed. They did it. They did a yeah. Bama. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so then the other game that was a lot more fun and exciting to watch was the Florida State oh. game. When's the last time you rooted for five Flo- UNC? When's the last time you rooted for Florida State? Uh, it has been a, it's been a never. While. <laughs> <laughs> Not ever. Whoever roots for Florida State, you know, no. you just don't. I'm sorry. Uh, you can enjoy Bobby Bound as much as you can, but you can't root for Florida State ever. Well, we. I also had a bonfire this weekend. It was awesome. Little little outdoor action. Yeah, I thought uh, we were talking about me. Well. <laughs> We always talk about yeah, you. Yeah, I know. It's you're, best. You're... I love this podcast. Thanks for having me on again, Andy. <laughs> so far. I uh, was your bonfire. It was it was awesome. Uh sunset bonfire Sunday night. Uh we had the youth group uh over to one of the um, congregation members' house up on the hill overlooking the valley. It was it was beautiful. Oh, yeah, we some... did have a nice sunset that night, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Sunday yeah. night. Uh-huh. It was be- it was crystal clear. It was great. It was, yeah, it was a good weekend. So it was a great weekend. It was a really good weekend. For being a weekend without Penn State football. Yeah, exactly. Our last uh, one of my, so speaking of one of my one of my closest friends that I hope to have on this podcast someday Joel Bettner uh and Joel will will work him into this podcast at some point because we have some bowl history <laughs> yes um, he was uh, he was uh, on that infamous that Rose Bowl Rose Bowl trip where we marathon drove to and from Pasadena well, I'm gonna save it yeah save let's it. save it but Joel staple in in my 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 life and my friendship he lives out in the tetons he's been working like heck to get his property ready for winter and ready for lazy saturdays so he's been working his tail off to get the wood pile ready to get the everything winterized so he can just literally as he quote how to quote him I'm going to be the laziest slob ever this Saturday, finally, and my wife is going to hate it. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone's gearing up for Penn State football because we've got to clear the calendars. We've got to clear the slate. You know, Penn State football is here. We need that. That's my. That's my. I think we'd like have a coral. (laughs) 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, we never really told him what the podcast is going to be having today. Who? So the people, the, Joel? the four people listening. <laughs> hey, uh, Joel, if you're out there, this is what the podcast is going to be about today. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so here's what we got. First of all, we're going to do our final preseason updates. A couple interesting tidbits uh, in the last week or so. So we're going to update you on that. And then we're going to do our Indiana preview. And um, Tom is insisting, it's not my favorite thing, but Tom's insisting that we're going to do our preseason predictions. Yeah. I mean, he wants to get away from that. I don't from, like it. I, I, don't, I don't. You know, you might not like it, but you do it every single year anyway. Because you make me do it. Yes, I do. <laughs> so we're going to do that at the end of and the I'm show. And I'm going to do it here on but air. Let's get into some of our uh, preseason updates and some of our final updates uh some of it relates to when we can actually watch our Penn State 
football team, which is exciting because as of last week, we didn't even know when these games were happening. So we do know yeah, we, now. We know now, right now. We just we learned know? when the uh, Ohio State game. And well, the not, Indiana game we no, just not, learned. I know. I'm just saying. We just recently, as of 12 seconds before going on the air here, we just learned what station is going to be carrying the Ohio State game. So we're updating you with that as well. So, But the Indiana game yes. is going to be at 3.30 p.m. 3:30. Eastern Standard Time in Bloomington, by the way, if you feel like going to the game when people can't be at the game. Uh, <laughs> Just be close to the team, um, and it's going to be on uh, FS1, which is Fox Sports One. I just got to say, I don't like that they're moving all these games to cable and these like sub networks of the sub network. I, I mean, mean, if you have a if you have cable, like if you have a know, Fox Sports, if you have Fox, I don't even know what I'm saying. I don't have, I don't cable. have cable. That's the problem. <laughs> I my, I, we have our parents' cable, which That's is true. they have FS1. Yes, and we log in. Well, I'm logging in. I'm logged in. <laughs> Thanks, like, Dad. Thanks, Rick Gathman. Gathman household self. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but in any case, hey, I mean, it's just, I don't know. Put it on network. Hey, man, uh, that's the Big Ten messing with you. So totally. you, can, you can talk to Fox and Big Ten. About it's apparently how very lucrative. Allegedly. I don't, I've not seen a dime of that. I have not, I have not seen a dime of that lu- lucrative money. Maybe if Trogues start sponsoring us. Trogues. Trogues. Trucks. Trucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Um, yeah. So, and then we also know Ohio State is going to be, could have been an amazing whiteout game. Mm. It's still going to be at night. It's going to be a blue moon game. PM. It's going to, like blue a moon. Penn State blue. Blue moon. <laughs> 7.30 PM. And if blue Halloween moon, if you want to, if blue moon wants to sponsor us, that that's fine too. <laughs> and here finally, ABC <laughs> makes the right call yeah. and puts it on ABC. Yeah. Called by Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler. It's going to be super exciting. Probably uh, it'll be a dr- one of the games of the year for sure. I mean, Alabama-Georgia this past weekend was definitely one of those games. But yeah. I think oh, yeah. Penn State-Ohio State. It could be up there with that, especially, especially if you don't have the second half that Georgia has. <laughs> <laughs> or had. Seriously. Yeah. What's okay. up? Ohio State has the ha- second half that Georgia I'll has. I'll take a Georgia second halfing from Ohio State. So, look, we can't get too far ahead of ourselves because we're going to talk about Ohio State next week. That's what week. attention deficit is for, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> If we're not going to use it to our advantage, why why have it? <laughs> well, you certainly have used it to your advantage, that's for sure. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> that's my favorite word, by the way, allegedly. Um, but so we also um, – we don't have the updated depth chart. Yeah, but we Penn do State have has not released the depth – their depth chart. We're recording on a chart. Monday as Monday we, night. Uh, as we have so far uh, this, this uh, preseason. Um, but, but as of did, right now, Penn State has not released a depth chart. But we did – uh, get some updates of the roster in general, which uh, included some some changes in terms of weight gains and some weight losses. And weight losses, body transformation. This so, segment's called "Who is your di-? no?" I'm just <laughs> <laughs> this body, this body is called. <laughs> this is another Arnold Schwarzenegger, though, isn't it? No, <laughs> we're here uh, to pump you up. Can we can we can we play this song? That's um. I'm a model, you know what I, I don't mean, think we can. but I do my little turn on the catwalk. We might not even be able to have that little segment. I we... think we have to because okay. uh, I just sang it. Copyright law is you really, know, that's, really I think tight. It's, I think that's exactly how we should. At least next year we'll get the rights to that song. I don't and know that we need that. Honestly, that's... Uh, oh, I'm too sexy <laughs> for my jersey. <laughs> too se- Speaking okay. of... 
You showed me a picture of Brandon Smith earlier. That oh, was yeah. frightening. Speaking of too sexy for my jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay, look, I you know, we all know Micah Parsons is all world. Brandon Smith looks Holy like cow. he was crafted from a ball of clay. Like Michelangelo. Like literally Michelangelo. Seriously. Wow. I mean, I'm, this guy is just like I not muscles on muscles in his legs. I just it was and he so was he scared. gained <laughs> he gained four no, he gained seven pounds, putting up at two hundred forty four pounds. Yeah. That guy is like He's all muscle. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's it's staggering. It really was. I'm I'm. I don't know how else to put it. It was. It's, <laughs> it's 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 scary to see the dude it, in a good way. And like this is our this is the guy who basically is replacing our next star linebacker, right? I mean, I I guess technically, I guess technically Jesse Lucada is replacing. Um, yeah, in terms of position, maybe, yeah. but like in terms of in terms of, of like of the, splash, yeah, on the linebacking core, I, it's yeah, it's I Brandon agree. Smith's. I agree. Uh, crew yeah, he's right 244 now. pounds at six Goodness. foot three. I think he's he's bigger than Micah was. I think Micah was six two, two forty ish. And uh, I'm really excited to watch him yeah, play football. Yeah, the whole linebacking crew. What what other, what other notable? Uh, so we also had transformations. Um, we got on the D line some some pretty significant. Uh, weight gains. Antonio Shelton inside. He gained 17 pounds. Now he's 327 pounds. That is a big <laughs> dude. How yeah, do you move that dude. guy out of the way when he, you're? He's like a bigger version of Anthony Adams. Yeah. Essentially, y'all y'all remember Anthony Adams? He's a he's an internet sensation these days. Spice Adams. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't seen it, watch him on on Instagram. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, Antonio Shelton's got a bit of character uh, himself, similar to that Anthony Adams. Um, and we have another D tackle right next to him. Yeah, but he didn't gain weight. No, he went the opposite direction. Yeah, he went the opposite. He went down from 308 to 300 pounds. PJ Mustafer. So he's not exactly Jimmy Kennedy in terms of how big he is. It's interesting because you got one yeah. guy gaining, one yeah, guy yeah. losing. Yeah, so it's it's confusing as to why. Is it like a COVID? Like I'm just gonna eat what just I want. Sitting and on the couch the other and guy eating mac just, and cheese and Cheetos. I, listen, and- I follow Antonio Shelton on <laughs> on Instagram, and he's what he wants. <laughs> I've seen it. I, I I was calling him Nittany Snacks the one day. Nice. He liked it. Like he liked he's it. posting what he's eating on Instagram. Yeah, it's Instagram stories. We all we post whatever I don't you want. Do that. Well. I do, and uh, it's you post the story, and it's a it's a fifteen second video clip, and it's gone tw- in twenty four hours. And he was like buying all these snacks, and I, was like, and I was like, "Yo, man, you like Nittany snacks? I'm gonna start calling you Nittany snacks." <laughs> well, whatever he's doing, he's um, yeah, it's a, he's a big boy, yes. and uh, so he's gonna be taking on some uh, double teams, hopefully. <laughs> I would. I would expect it would take two people so what to does move that, him. What does that mean for uh, PJ Mustafer, who has got some height on on him a little bit? I don't know? know. I don't know. Is it a one-two punch or this is just I, they are they are the first string one-two punch. So what does that mean? What yeah, do you think that means? Like maybe one's more like a like Antonio is more of like a are nose they guard. To, I I personally think that Mustafer is the more technically sound of the two defensive tackles. Interesting of Shelton and 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 Mustafer so giving um, them some quickness maybe by m- dropping. Maybe weight? it's about his endurance. Mm. You know, and maybe they want my, they want Shelton, excuse me, to be the like take on these just be our bluish the yeah. bluest collar the black defensive. hole yeah of... yeah take on those double teams and just eat up blocks mm-hmm. and then it leaves Mustafer 
open for making plays. Yeah. I mean, you can't double team both of them. I've got to say, one of my, you know, I mean, the D ends are often the ones that you look at for like the sacks and stuff, but I love a defensive tackle yeah. that breaks through and like quick swim move and right. then you're at the quarterback just like that. But so speaking of defensive tackles, um, a uh, redshirt fresh, or I think he's redshirt freshman defensive tackle, Hakeem Beeman. Um, he gained uh, he gained some weight as well, and I think it's notable to me, anyways, because he, you know our defensive tackle rotation. You know when you, when you get past uh, our our number one and number two, you need strength there in 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 your in your in your yeah, depth. Yeah, so he gained twenty four pounds. He gained twenty four since the pounds. summer. Since the summer, yeah. So that's and a, he's that's a, a redshirt freshman, and I've been hearing some buzz about him in camp and and re- recently in camp too. So, and and you got to think to yourself here, and this goes across the board to all our players, all our depth, like, and and we can get into a, maybe a, you know the wide receiver situation at some point here, but because I think that's where it's going to matter the most, but like. The D line rotation, the D line rotation when you are dealing with playing a tough opponent like Indiana right off the bat, and then you have Ohio State right after that. No bye week, no cupcakes. Like we gotta figure out what our strengths are right off the bat. Who are our most dependable and reliable? Um, you know, defensive tackles, wide receivers, and I just need to know. I need to know. They need to know. And we need to be we need to rely on these people and to not have a defensive tackle rotation that's strong, to have a couple of dudes that are sitting back there at 274 pounds, that's not going to cut it against Ohio State interior linemen. Yeah, linemen. so so he's he's ready. He's maybe he's, yeah, at least he's, he's from a weight pounds perspective. Now. He's 298, yeah, 300 pounds. Time. You know, so last one huge. I wanted to talk about was Shaka Tony. I mean, he's projected to be a starter. He's you know, one of the next in the great line of, of, of sack machines. And he gained 21 pounds. Yeah. That's big time. That's, that's big 10 defensive end stud status. And I think the question is, so he puts him at 252. Yeah. I think the question is, does he maintain his quickness with the added poundage? Same with the Deese Isaac. He, he also sure. gained both those dudes are very similar in the same. Yeah. Almost the same weight. Mold, same. Now. Yeah. He gained, he gained weight just like, uh, just like Jason Oway, too. But for me, the last one I want to mention is Ellis Brooks, uh, who will probably be our middle linebacker, I imagine. And he didn't gain weight. He dropped weight. He was 241 pounds. He's six foot one. Uh, he dropped weight to 233 pounds. And it reminds me of when we had Jason Cabinda as our middle linebacker. Jason Cabinda, his senior year, dropped weight. Because he wanted to be faster, he wanted to work on his athleticism. Because he, I think, part partly because he knew that um, he that was his kind of ticket to getting into the NFL. Um, was like making sure he wasn't just this like stocky. I worked for him. Yeah, well, yeah. He, I mean, he's all fullback in the NFL now. By the way, I did not know. Oh that. yeah, he made a position <laughs> switch in the offseason this year. Yeah, um, playing with the Lions. But regardless, um, Ellis Brooks dropping some weight, so we have like you know ball hawking speed demons. You know, across the board, you know, too deep in the linebacking room. Like, it's it's exciting it's stuff, man. Exciting. We got we got dogs on this team. I think uh, all over the defense. So I'm 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 stoked. So stoked. speaking of the roster, we also had some question marks on availability of players. Mm-hmm. As of a couple of weeks ago, there were some uh, charges 
related to marijuana uh, for Sal Warmly, Caden Wallace, Devin Ford. And we didn't hear much about it. And there was, and at least between you and I, there was some concern about what this is going to do to these guys' yeah, I mean, availability. I mean, Caden Wallace is a big time. Yeah, and Devin Ford. He's like. Caden Wallace might end up taking the, the right tackle spot by, the, by some point this season. We don't know. Like, yeah, and, and a lot of talk about Devin Ford um, yeah. last year and also in the offseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the thought was. You know, are they going to be kicked off the team? Are they going to be, yeah. you know, suspended? What's well, going to happen? This, this, just this week, it was uh, um, fi- uh, not finalized. Resolved is the word. Uh, they resolved their issues. Um, I mean, they're not out. They're not in the clear right now. They're they're. I, we don't know if they are going to be able to play in the first game. There has been no statement on that. But in terms of their legal status, um, they are on ARD, which is acceler- accelerated rehabilitative disposition. Uh, disposition sure. i think is what it was. sounds right <laughs> anyway so the basically it's like a, a form of probation before you actually are on probation and um essentially it gives you like uh if you follow all this criteria court re- court related court ordered criteria and you and you go through those those uh, protocols and steps to right your wrongs you can have your your record wiped clean yeah essentially so so as far as a legal standing is concerned all they have to do is some like three days potentially of community service about $1,300 in court costs. Um, and they have to like, it's just, just no keep... small potatoes. Let's no, just be honest. no, no. Especially for a college kid. Like, yeah. come on, that's a lot of money. Um, and, and, um, and that has nothing to do with what the team's di- uh, discipline. Right. And James Franklin is, really and the athletic never, department's dis- discipline. Would they be. never really are very public no, about but, that. But, um, and he won't be, you won't hear about it. But, but if you don't see these dudes either suiting up or playing in, in, on, on Saturday, that could be why. You know, you never know. Like, just we'll see. Yeah, but it does sound like that they uh, will remain on the team. And oh yeah, remain I think available. I think that they're going to remain on the team unless they have other issues stemming after the fact. Right. Um. You know, this is this is this is their like, hey, you screwed up, and you're going to be punished. Don't do it again, or else there'll probably be larger ramifications and consequences. Right. You know, and I do think it's worth noting that a lot of times in college football, these types of players would get special treatment i don't know if that this is what i would refer to this as and i don't think this is special treatment i do personally. think there's a changing attitude around marijuana possession type things um so maybe maybe that's what this is about like we're not coming down quite as hard on on and we don't even know that the all the no p- we don't particulars of, of how whatever charges came yeah. forth. like i we, like they came, the cops came into their apartment i don't know why they came into their apartment we have no idea, um, but no one was hurt as far as we know, and this is all we know. So yeah, so just hopefully, give me some information on, hopefully on the matter. it all resolves well, really mostly for these young men, yeah. um, that they uh, will be able to make. I've been a young man before, and I, I've needed a little <laughs> extra guidance. guidance yeah. And, uh, oh, wait, you know, and we to, all to throw the book at, at a kid that age, uh, it, put yourself in their shoes at some point. Like, we've all learned the hard way from time to time, and, you know, maybe... Maybe they deserve the benefit of the doubt. Maybe, maybe Franklin deserves to be um, trusted in his his manners of of, of uh, you know discipline behind the scenes as well. Because I, as far as we know, he has thrown the the some harsh punishments for lesser things, um, namely like Garrett Sickles was was um and i don't even i think it was like late for class one time yeah and he wasn't able to play in the first half of the ohio state game the year that we actually beat them in 2016 
and he came out. That was a big deal that he was. And, but he and it was a big deal, and yeah. he came out in the second half and played with his hair on fire. Yeah. But the point is, like that was one of our best, if not our best, defensive end that year. Mm-hmm. And fr- Franklin, you know, <laughs> didn't matter. Him. It did not did matter, matter to him. him. So, yeah. So, so I, I, to I, me, it, like Penn State's always been about. At least they've said they've been about, and I think they in practice have often been about integrity. Mm-hmm. And so you, you don't give these players special treatment. You, you hold them to a higher standard. And so I guess all I wanted to say in bringing that up is I, I, yeah. I would expect that this is part of that um, holding these players to a higher standard while not um, destroying their lives over something that, you know, we don't know the details, but may well have just been the sort of I think that if this happened to like one of our rival teams we would feel differently and that's I, and that's like yeah I mean I understand say, that. we would say that but like yeah. you know really these are these are all human beings and like you know yes. just to throw the book at these dudes just because we don't know them and like oh get on I'm our definitely horse. like come on not an advocate for marijuana usage no but that's not what I, any of us are I saying. don't think that this is the sort of thing that you want to want to yeah. And destroy someone's life over. It's a te- it's a teaching it's a teaching moment. I hope so. I hope it and is. And it's a it's a, a a lesson learning experience for these young men. Hopefully, and hopefully they can be on the straight and narrow afterwards. Yeah, I hope so for their <laughs> yeah. sakes um, and for the teams. So, so let's moving along here. Yeah. So <laughs> we're we're about to get into our our very first game preview, but you know there are a couple of things we've been talking. Uh, Tom and I um, in preparation for the season. And there's just a couple things that we have to get off our chest. And we wanted to start a segment that we are calling Gathmania Gripes. And we're shop. We're kind of like still shop- workshopping that slightly because I-, I also feel like, you know, what really grinds my Gathman gear gripes, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. You know, we're, we're gotten this alliteration a little bit here, and um, we'll figure out what exactly to call. But right now, Gathmania gripes. So, Tom, as we are about to embark on the season for Penn State, what are the what gripes do you have going into season? What would you like to get off your chest? Well, I've calmed down a lot on this over the last few weeks because Penn State is back, baby. <laughs> so, but there was a time when Penn State wasn't able to play because the Big Ten never was able to allow themselves to let the Big Ten play. Kevin Warren, was he had no guidance from the NCAA. Yes, every it was every conference for themselves. So I don't like the NCAA for a multitude of reasons. Yes, we have some issues with the NCAA. Don't like them. And namely, you know who... Dun, 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 dun. I mean, he is the evil emperor. Are, are we, is it, what is it Mark? Mark. Mark Emmert? <laughs> the Emmert? Oh, man. Em- I was trying to play. We should a, not go down this pe- rabbit play. hole right now, I don't think. <laughs> oh, okay. So, but, anyways. but nonetheless, on track with the COVID <laughs> lack of lever- leadership. Um. So the NCAA basically took a back seat the entire pandemic. Like spring went went by, summer went by. There was no protocols in place from the NCAA. All these conferences were basically like on their own, which you know, to a degree, cool. Let them make their decisions, but zero guidance. I mean, zero it's guidance. Not that much different than like, say, I don't know, the national championship when everybody gets to sort of do what they want and it's kind of like cobbled together. Like every other major sports program in the NCAA has an NCAA sanctioned and organized 
tournament. And we're still picking four teams. Four. The same damn four teams every single year basically get in Jeez. to the four-team playoffs. Of all the years to have an opened like playoff, an expanded playoff, I feel like this is the year to do it. It is the year to it do it. It is the year to do it. And then... It, before we were even able to like hear a conversation about it, the NCAA came out or the college football playoff came out. Are they the same thing? Is the CFP the same know. thing as the NCAA? Who who knows? <laughs> it's like a it's <laughs> <laughs> so so I mean I'm just like annoyed. Like before a con- there's no transparency with it. Nope. Before a conversation was even allowed to be out in the open about like let's expand the playoff this year because who knows how many Games everybody's allowed to play, and if there was ever time for creativity and throwing it. out the things that don't work, this was the year to do it. And, and they we're just probably going to rehash this. And they just oh, at yeah. the end of the season, probably as we every closer. week. I'm well, guessing definitely the back <laughs> half of the season. Yeah, for sure. Um, but so yeah, just I, the lack of just responsibility from the NCAA. They're they're, they're just they're I, and they still what, what Emirates collecting millions of dollars to do what. Like to make the hard decisions, or or. So like, meanwhile, even though we're now football is getting back on track for the Big Ten and for the Pac-12, like SEC, ACC, like their seasons are totally different. The number yeah. of games they played, yeah. their protocols, everything that they're and they've doing. Started like okay, so what we're going to be playing our first game this Saturday, October twenty yeah. fourth, and what's what's like Bama's record right now? Are they five and zero. I don't know. They've played a good number of games. Though, how many? How many they? they played? I don't even. Are they five and zero, four and zero? I don't have it. Some off. teams are five and zero. Yeah. I mean, so five weeks have gone by. Five and, weeks. And 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 UNC was ranked fifth this past weekend. Okay. Is this? Fifth. Are we moving into another section of our rant? Uh, I'm just, the rankings. And the way yeah. the rankings have oh, gone this yeah. season. I mean, I think that's where we're at. I, it is where we're at. It's all like, one big UNC ball. UNC is sitting there ranked fifth. The, fifth? The pollsters are like, you were the North number North Carolina? Fifth. You, were the number, you were the number five team. UNC. We want, we, they wanted them They, they wanted thought them they so were the bad. fifth best team in the country as of a couple days ago. You want to know why? They got the Mac Brown bump. They wanted Mac Brown to be, like, be relevant with his UNC. They're, de- they're desperate to have pe- teams in there that aren't the same old teams. So the pollsters are different than these CFP people. True. Okay. But it's all part of the same system. It is all part of the same broken, boring system. I'm tired of seeing Bama in there. I'm tired of seeing Oklahoma in there. I'm tired of seeing Clemson in there. And are they deserving? Yes, they're deserving to be in there. But so are these other teams deserving to be in there for the shot. Because, like, so so if if you don't make the top four, you get to play this glorified expo, expo hey, excuse me, exhibition game. You might get to play Memphis. You might get to play Houston. <laughs> you know, I mean, come, I mean, come on here. Like, not, not to say there's anything wrong not with Memphis. There's anything wrong with Memphis or, or Houston, but but what? So we played Memphis last year, and yeah. it was a great game. I it was a fun it. game. A lot of good came out of that game. Exhibition game, but guess so Michigan, who had a crappier record than us last year, Michigan. got to play who did Auburn. They, play? they Auburn. played. They played Auburn. They, they played, played a good they Auburn a team. Be, a be, they had a better matchup than we did because of bowl tie-ins mm. and the and the what is it? What do they call it? The, the the six, the big the, six, the, the, yeah, what, the pick the, six. The, what are they called? The, <laughs> I don't even remember. I just am so angry right now. <laughs> There's the other, the other teams. The that New don't play. Year's six. The New Year's six. But thank you. they don't even play on New what Year's What an amazing anymore. brand of games. The New Year's six. <laughs> 
cool. Fantastic like Five. Eight. The, uh, or the four, whatever they are. Fantastic <laughs> oh, Four. I'm sorry. I'm losing control here. My, I have lost my grip this on reality. Is, this is setting a very, very it's, high bar is, for a Gathmania We still have gripe. Have Penn State post-traumatic stress disorder from 2016 <laughs> where Ohio totally. State went to the college football playoff over us and over we beat us. them even, even though, though we beat we them even though we won the Big 10 championship and game and won the head to head that year and won the head to head so Ohio it, State got to sit at home in their cozy little you know warm socks yeah their on, cozy little I don't know <laughs> warm their warm little their electric blankets buck nut socks I don't even know uh and they got to go to electric socks <laughs> electric blankets oh, okay Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. And then they got to go and together. have the pleasure of being destroyed by, was it Alabama that year? They did not. They, play they, well Ohio State has not shown well since the year they won. No. They won the inaugural college football playoff, which was an amazing run, no doubt. Um, but so, yeah, I just I, I I'm I, this was the this was the year to be able to, and hopefully they maybe they can still pivot on that decision, just like the Big Ten pivoted maybe. on their decision. I don't know that that will change. I, you're most likely correct. Maybe it'll just open a window, a possibility for the future. I just you like you get you make the you steal four years of these players' lives. Some some of them less, some of them more, and you, but you, you less you, in the case of Michael their Parsons. Their bodies are are getting you know torn up in some yes. cases, and you don't even give them the chance to to you know decide it on the field. You have you have people. Basically, twelve like people in a in a closed door Who, room. Who, by, by the way, are biased because there's some of them are current members of athletic departments and co- universities. It's like totally, it's totally not inappropriate cool. in my not opinion. Not cool. No, not not cool. <laughs> so uh, very not cool in CAA. Well, Mark and, and so what it means is like this year, like every other year, th- there's gonna be. Listen, no Notre Dame is not the third-ranked team. They are the third-ranked team in the country right now, according to the AP poll. And somehow, um, Texas A&M are like – we are ranked behind teams that are not better than us, in my opinion. I, now, to be clear, I can't say that Penn State's going to be better than Notre Dame at this point. Fair. we got to see it on the field. Fair. But, but to, Ohio State, however – I think Ohio State – you've got a pretty good case for Ohio State being – and like I, I was telling you earlier, I think as soon as Ohio State plays their first game against uh, who was it? Uh, they, Nebraska? Nebraska is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do we confirm that? Anyway, whoever no, they play, we have not. And I, and I, <laughs> whoever they played, whoever they play the first week, I, as soon as they play them and you know destroy them as we expect they will, I think they're going to go slotted in right in one, two, or three. Most yeah. likely three. They should. They deserve it. In my opinion, they uh, are de- like if you. you just and by look- the way, why wouldn't they be ranked one or two, uh, dude? Right? I'm at a loss. Anyway, it's. I mean, these th- these things have been entrenched for years, and it's really, really frustrating. Yeah. But what it means is that well, the rest of the country is progressing, <sighs> hopefully, uh, in in normal societal terms. Let's hope. That's what, that's what <laughs> that's, I think. Is where we are. Like progression is occurring. College football is hanging on to this archaic system mm. for postseason play, and it's a joke. Not even any other like division or any other sport in Division One plays like this. It's everybody else weird. Everybody else makes it into the playoff, and they determine the champion on the field. On the of field. Play on the field. Uh, no, to be fair, since we went to the 
whopping four teams in the playoff, there's a certain amount of deciding on the field. But like, you know, they're sullying the, the this this four team college football playoff is sullying the rest of the postseason. It's basically like, players aren't even going into the bowl games to play. Yeah, so just go. If you make whole hog, if you go sixteen team get your playoff, eight team or your you 16, don't lose Christian McCaffrey. Correct. You know, you, correct. Like if Stanford has a chance to go win a national title, you think Christian McCaffrey's leaving for the NFL? No, he, he will wants, not. He wants to go play for a national title. Yeah, but and, if he's going to go play in the tax layer bowl. Why would he risk his multi-million dollar future for that? Exactly. And I don't blame I don't blame a player for doing I that sure if the don't. game doesn't matter at all. And that's exactly what the college football playoff has done. A four-team elite territory. And that's the thing. You either got to go like in the old days where it was all exhibition. You don't see Bama players opting out right. of their bowl game because no. they're playing for, for a game that matters every year. <laughs> you either got to go all exhibition like in the old days, yeah. right? And it's just a free-for-all. And, you know, some people's opinions who write newspapers uh, or blogs or whatever it is get to decide the national championship or just do the right thing and decide it on the field. This Geth mania gripe has been so cathartic for me. I'm so glad. I feel so much better about I do. things. I, do you feel like you're ready to talk about... Actually, I want to rip someone's head off. I'm <laughs> seeing red right now. <laughs> Deep breaths, Tom. Yeah, Deep okay. breaths. All right. Well, not into the I, you know, here's my transition. You know, the setup the, being the way it is, there is no margin for error. You've got to win it on the field, and you really got to. And that's exciting. Run all the way through. That's exciting. You can't leave it up to crossing your fingers if there's a loss. Certainly not against a lesser team, which means for Penn State, the journey starts with Indiana. Indiana, 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 Indiana. <laughs> Oklahoma, 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 Oklahoma. Like Ruprecht the monkey boy and dirty rotten scoundrels. Why is the cork <laughs> on the fork? So he doesn't hurt himself. Or others. <laughs> One of our favorite Steve Martin movies. Oh, yes. From well, our childhood. There's so many good ones. There are so many good ones. But yeah, so Indiana, Indiana, Indiana. James Franklin Indiana. is a little he did bit. It. He did it again. He's, he's, he's Ruprecht the monkey boy. <laughs> James, we love you. We're not serious about that. We can't wait to have you on the show, though. Uh, yes, true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're, we are dealing with um, Indiana this week, and it does begin with Indiana. And apparently, oh, Indiana has got some players. They that do are have good. some players. Yeah. But let's, before we get into the, the current players, let's just talk a little bit about the matchup history. What oh, has... Oh, you want some matchup history? Let's do it. What, oh. what does Penn State... And Indiana, what's been the rivalry? Well, if you well, want to call it Well, it hasn't that. really been a rivalry. Let's just call it the matchup. Okay? How many games has Indiana won in this matchup? All time? All time. Um, That one, Bob. One dollar, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> That's not yeah, very tw- promising. 22 and one Penn State is all time. We're on a six-game winning streak. We did lose... To uh, it we did we lost to Indiana in 2013 during uh, Bill O'Brien's farewell tour. Um, and <laughs> we didn't know it was his farewell tour. We did at not. The time. He might have. Who knows? That's true. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that explains the loss. <laughs> he was looking for a way to get out. Oh, uh, yeah. as soon Maybe as he, that sealed as, the <laughs> tough times. We love yeah, Bill anyway. and yeah. for what he did. He we we would have great job. We would have loved to have seen him stay. I think. It, it, actually, I know. And, we yeah, nobody wanted at to the see time, him go. We, I, we were was hurt. We understood. Yeah, um, I mean, but we lost 44 to 24 in Bloomington that day, that fateful day. 
and we're going to be dealing with another day in Bloomington, Indiana. And what I want to at least highlight about this um, series we've been um, working with uh, in Indiana is that uh, they've had some players over the years that have kind of given us some nightmares. Do you remember, Andy? Um, Oh, what's his name? Antoine Randall L. Antoine Randall L. was a darn good football player. He was a darn good football player, and I'm very glad that they don't have him on that that their team anymore because it was it was like, you know, we I don't think we we never lost Antoine Randall L. Four years in a row, he was their quarterback, but I still had to deal with him, and it was still like a what what are we doing? to stop this guy because he would just run all over us. And oh, man, plays. run and throw. And uh, I mean, he was everywhere. Exciting, very exciting. And and it was also during some of our worst years that we had to play him back during the, the dark years. And uh, yet we somehow managed to come out on top each time. Yes. All four years. Now, however. They do have another great quarterback. That's what this I was year. just going to say. They have a why don't you why don't you highlight some some things you know about this, well, this his, new gentleman. So his name is Michael Penix. He's not he's, new by the way. I'm sorry. No, he, well, so he's he's been on their team for a few years in um 2018. I think if I'm remembering this correctly, uh he played for Indiana like at the Penn State game and and he was knocked out of the game by Penn State. I, I, uh, I think I that's vaguely, right. I vaguely remember this. Very and then vaguely. last year, they had sort of like he and uh, who was Peyton the other Ramsey. quarterback? Ramsey was were were both quarterbacks, and and Ramsey got the start against Penn State. Yeah, but, but Penix, Penix had some really good games, including um, against Michigan State. He had almost eighty percent completion rate. Um, he was thirty three for forty two in that game. Uh, 286 yards with three touchdowns in the air and one rushing. So th- this is a guy who has some skill. Now, Michigan State ended up winning that game 40-31. to 31. So I'm not sure what happened there. But uh, nonetheless, Penix is a very, very good football player. And he's, in fact, quite highly rated. Apparently. By, I'm just learning today. Yeah, we're doing a little research. Pro football focus. These guys. They rate him as the number 12 college quarterback in the country. Number 12. Number 12. And you would think, like, when you hear, okay, Indiana's quarterback is ranked number 12 right, in the like, country for, with pro football focuses, like, whatever their algorithm and statistics are, you know, that's just their version of, of their metrics. You know, ESPN has their QBR. These guys have their version of whatever the heck that is in their rating system. But to – to call this guy the 12th rated quarterback going into the season, you'd think that, oh, Clifford must be somewhere within earshot of that, right? I would, have, like, I would like, think he was, he was like a above. decent quarterback last yeah. year as a as a first year. I mean, wasn't he like the, maybe sophomore. the second or third best in the Big Ten last year or something? Or Dude, was he, he worse was, than that? He, I, I would say he was at least top three or four of the Big yeah. Ten. I would have said that. Yeah. Well, know? by the record alone, but he yeah. also I mean, showed we some skill. I mean, we were 11-2 last year. What was Indiana's record? Huh? I don't think it was as good. It was not as good. I'm sure of it. <laughs> 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 we didn't lose to him, that's for sure. Anyways, so. So he's the number 12 quarterback in the country, according to Pro Football Focus. He did not start all of Indiana's games, however. Okay. As being that great of a uh, a quarterback. Yeah, right. Like coming into this season, 12th rated in the country. But how many games did you start last year? Not all of them. This Uh. same pro football focus has his his other. Wait, first of all, where Peyton Ramsey is he still playing this season? 
apparently he's now at Northwestern. And what's he ranked on that? Uh, well, Tom, he's number <laughs> 14. Scale. He's 14. number 14. 14, huh? Yes. Interesting. So, so, and, so and, Payne and Ramsey, just, has he just, ever beaten Penn State? No. No. So Penix has never beaten Penn State? No. Oh, okay. No. Well, you know, and to be fair, Tanner Morgan, who has beaten oh, Penn State, Tanner he's up Morgan. at number five. <gasps> number five. Number five! Yeah, so Tanner Morgan, number five. Peyton Ramsey, number 14. Uh, Penix is number 12. Uh, here's the Sean Clifford. Where's Sean on that list? Like, where would you have put Sean on that list? Just by In the country. I would just guess. Definitely top 20 quarterback. I Probably would think top so. 15. He is rated as the number 54 quarterback in the country. Listen. By pro football focus. If I'm, so the number 12 quarterback in Indiana is going against the number 54 quarterback at Penn State. Okay. Yeah, this is, first of all, all kinds of red flags and wrong here. Okay? <laughs> big time. Big time. I, and and uh, there's another reason for me to uh, throw this in my gripes. Uh -oh. Throw this in the Gathmania gripes right now. going to be a gripe? It's, it is right now. This, these rankings will not last for long, by the way. Well, they're not going to go back and re-rank them, I'm well, sure. Well, they're going to they will re-rank moving forward is the point. Mm -hmm. You won't see Penix at 12th at the end of the year. And if you do, it's because he beat Penn State. And one thing that I believe, he will not be beating Penn State. He will not. We're going to get to our predictions at the end of the show. <laughs> okay, so uh, Kirk Shiraka, his former protege, is ranked fifth. Former protege? Former protege, ranked fifth. Do you think that without Kirk Shiraka that Tanner Morgan will have as prolific of a year this year as he had last that year? That will be interesting to see. It really will. And if I, you're, and I if, would guess no. And if you're But Kirk, that's because I'm excited about Kirk Shiraka. <laughs> and if you're Kirk Shiraka... What do you think you're using as bulletin board material? Uh, probably the pro football focus quarterback rankings. I mean, I, 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 I would. And I don't know anything about being a quarterback whisperer, but if I were, I would be like, yo, look what they're trying to do to you here. Mm. Like, they don't think you're as good as my old guy, who's not nearly as good as you at all to begin with. You are better than this. You are better than Penix. You are better than Payne Ramsey. You are better than all these dudes. And you just gotta believe it and feel it and 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 put it on the field. We've been working towards it, so we will see whether or not Clifford is feeling it for sure. <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm just we'll telling see. you what I would be doing if I. No, were the, I, the coach. I'm with you. I'm with you. So. Now, one of the other things uh, about Indiana is that uh, they're much improved on defense. Uh, Tom, since Tom Allen has been their head coach. They are not the Indiana of of years old, of of, of age past, of of. <laughs> I got no no more of those little. <laughs> they are not the Indiana. The they are not our grandfather's Indiana. <laughs> they are. That's a good one. That's that's one that they use a lot. You know, you these aren't your grandparents, Penn State Indy Lions, and five four, four feet in a cloud of dust. <laughs> <laughs> three, isn't it? Three, At three, three yards, yards. But I'm thinking five feet. feet. <laughs> you know. So, uh, yeah, no, they're not. Like they have been playing us tough. In the last few years, and they beat what well, they they beat us in 2013. That's what that's what we said. Yeah, and the the last few games, although we've come out on top, you know, they've only beat us the one time. But the last few games have been tight. They've been close, tighter than I would have liked. That's yeah, for like sure. within a with certainly one score game the last couple of years, right? Uh, so I'll give you the last couple of games. It was 38 to 31. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong one. It was 34 to 27 last year. One score in, game in state in state college. And it was thirty-three to twenty-eight the year before in one Bloomington, score game. 
And the year before that in State College, we did we did whip them pretty good, 45 to 14. Was that 2016? 17. Uh -huh. 2016, I was actually at the game in Bloomington, Indiana. We won 45 to 31, but we only that was close. We ran, until a, the we end. ran away from it, or ran away with it at towards the end. Right? Didn't we have like three touchdowns in like it two was, minutes or something like that? Listen, it was that game. It I was, was there. It was tight. It was, it was not close. a pleasant I game. I did not enjoy how close it was, but that's the that's what I'm trying to say. This is the and different Indiana program now yeah they have a different like culture and mindset and mentality for for playing games against opponents that are you know historically speaking we are 22 and one against these guys didn't they play uh ohio state really close last year as well yeah and i think they even beat ohio state at some point in, no. the, in the last five Ugh. i think well maybe they just i think purdue maybe beat i'm thinking ohio of the state. maryland game where maryland beat them or played them close maryland no. played Ohio State really close a couple uh, years ago. I'll put it in the show notes. Show notes. <laughs> I'll see if I, you know, Indiana or Maryland beat uh, Ohio Maryland State. Maryland was very years. close. It was I remember like a 52 that game. to 51. They were winning and they should have won. Yes. And, you know, as Ohio State end. does, they, they're like, they're like Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson just squeaks it out in Tom the end. Tom Brady. Drew Brees squeaks it. Like yeah. that's just what Ohio State does to these less attritious. That's not a word, but attritious. What is that? The attrition. <laughs> what word attrition. are you trying to say? Well, they have better attrition. They, 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 like they, you know, they, they're, 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 they're bred for this yeah. better. You the know? war of attrition. Yeah, that's attritionist. <laughs> attritionist. <laughs> hey, Trisha, get in here. <laughs> okay, so yeah, no, the Indiana is just not that. Yeah, yeah, not, and I think where they're one of the, their attrition is getting better. Mm -hmm. You, uh, one you jerk. Of, whatever. I think where. <laughs> <laughs> Where they've shown the most improvement has been on on the defensive side of the ball, and I yeah, because they've always been that that offensive, you know, ready to air ball it out and just I, they just they their offense is still good, right? Clearly, this Penix dude is is he, he yeah, might be a problem for us, and we mm -hmm. have a, a suspect a suspect D back field at least as of last year, yeah. And although again, as we talked second about, second to worst in the Big Ten, giving up two hundred fifty one yards oh, of sad. passing. Thanks to teams like Minnesota, and but I, you know, <laughs> I do think we have a, a, a veteran defensive backfield this year, and I know they're looking, and Brent Pry is looking for them to make major strides in locking down the passing game. Yeah. So I mean, in that sense, I think Indiana uh, with Michael Penix at quarterback will will be a really good test for for seeing how far that's come now they also have um speaking of the passing game um they have a great uh wide receiver mm -hmm. um which we knocked out of the game last year oh sounds like a theme running it here does. i mean I, there is some toughness on the offensive side filer of is it fi fill your filior filior filier wop wop filier yeah. wop filier that's it mm -hmm. wop, we don't Wop, if you're out there, we apologize for the mispronunciation of your name, but that's that's what we got. Wop Billier, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's a he's a really really excellent uh, receiver. Um, he did not get to finish the game against Penn State last year, and um, yeah, so between he and Michael Penix, I think you know they're gonna put on or try to put on a really uh, good show in the passing game, and it'll be putting some pressure on our defensive backfield to see if they have. Uh, you know, made some strides. Can we, you know, I, I have no uh, concerns about our front seven putting them in difficult situations, you know, but when it gets to third and long, 
will our D-backs be able to lock it down? That was a constant problem last year for Penn State, and I think the Indiana game will give us a chance to see what strides have been made, if any. Listen, all I know is, as of late, uh, you can't count this Indiana team out. You know, they, they've been playing. T- Tom Allen has instilled a tougher brand of football with these guys. Mentally, yeah. physically, like they've got some hitters on defense. Uh, I think I think we're going to see their best shot. I think we're going to see Indiana's best shot. And if we don't, that's fine. Yeah, I'll take you know, it. But I'll take their best shot, you mm-hmm. know, because we need a game that punches us, punches us in the mouth leading into this Ohio State game. You now, know, I, Indiana and we don't want to overlook as a as a you know if I'm a coach to the Penn State Indy Lions we don't want to overlook Indiana not at all you know they're gonna every team is gonna give a top ten team their best shot you know like like if you're Indiana like here comes a top ten opponent direct to your stadium with a chance to prove to the country right off the bat that you can hang with the big dogs and you beat Penn State in your home. Stadium, and, and then you can you can be on on the radar for either getting votes or being top top twenty five ranked. Absolutely, I mean so. look at look at you know UNC. Yeah, they got top five and they didn't they even beat anyone. They were a pretender, <laughs> big time pretender. But I do think, and we we brought this up in the defensive preview. Uh, a lot of it, I think, is going to come down to tackling. This yeah. will be the first time either of these teams hit the field live against, against another opponent, against yeah. a, a, a real we opponent. Did, I'm, I'm, I am aware there was a, a Penn State scrimmage uh, supposed to be happening in the last uh, week or so. Yeah, and I know Indiana's <clears throat> had a scrimmage as well, and, and no doubt they're they're looking at tackling as a major major component. Yeah, you're of seeing what they're it doing. in the NFL too, like oh yeah, issues. But I think the the that's going to come down to it. Like which defense is going to be, uh, you know, up for making the hit, wrapping the arms taking the ball carrier down. And, um, you know, Penn State has trouble with that. It's going to be a long day. If uh, Indiana has trouble with that, it'll be a good day for Penn State. And I do want to say, I mean, Noah Kane. I'm looking forward to this running back group. Big uh, time. Journey Brown. Yeah. Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, yeah. No, we got some dogs. Like, you got to take these guys down. So who do you think's going to have um... – who, who do you think is the key for Penn State to have the game that they need to have in order for Penn State to persevere through whatever adversity Indiana is going to throw at it? What do you think is the key? Do you think it's our defense? Do you think it's our defensive backs? Do you think it's our D-line or our, our running backs? Our receivers need to shine here? Like, What do you think is going to be Penn State's key to victory here? Yeah, so I think on the defensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. I, I'm going with the defensive backfield. The whole, the whole defensive backfield, yeah. not like well, the cornerbacks, not right? like Lamont Wade and Jaquan Brisker, uh, making sure they're on the same page and that's and, the, and cover the defensive assignments. backfield, right? I mean, it's going to be can they can they cover the wide receivers? Uh, can they come up with turnovers? Can they are we going to let them be Minnesota? Right, exactly against us. Uh, you know, can yeah. we avoid with, any with a major very, breakdowns? Very talented quarterback in Michael Penix, the twelfth rated. 12th, 12th grade of Michael Penix. I mean, if he's really that good, it could, it could be really bad for us. It could be. So I think that's number one uh, on the defensive side. Do you think I, Brent Pry has been worrying about that all offseason? I hope so. Don't you think that that's I been the number so. one thing? Now, we were still like the – you only gave up 16 points a game last year. Right, and that was with a defensive backfield. That, that was with was a that, bad defense. I mean, right. I, I'm not saying the players so you, are bad. I'm if saying – If you make up for that – this year, then you might be in a top two or three defenses in the country. I mean, I think we were in like the top five. Sure. So something like that up to top three points per game anyways. 
So on the offensive, but again, points per game is really all that matters, right? On the, yes, right, sure, yes. <laughs> when it comes down to it, that's all that matters, right? I think so. But on the offense, I I, I want to say it's really the running game, offensive line, and Journey Brown. When it comes to if we get the running game going, if they can't if they can't consistently stop us, and they're on their heels, and then and there were even if they're loading the box to stop the run game, which they did last year and the year before. That's what that's what teams did against us. They made our quarterbacks throw. If we can get the run game going in spite of that. Without without Clifford running it to 11 to 15 times a game. Correct. Which, by the way, is not what it's I think. It's not what we want to see. I, that was a Ricky Ronnie thing, I think, more, like more so than it needed to be. Uh, a, uh, it was a, a bailout. Thing. It yeah, was a- it was. But, but, but that, that's not going to cut it for eight games in the Big Ten. It's not going to cut it. The Clifford's going to get banged up too much, and then when we need him to be a passer, he's going to be banged up or just not. Right. So I think it's about the running game. Journey Brown, Noah Kane, can the offensive line uh, create the space for for getting three, four yards, ten, twelve yards, twenty, twenty-five yards? Yeah. You know, can you can you make that space, and then some of the other things start to click and get that read option working properly with incorporating the pass into it, which. You were saying earlier today you didn't think was was a was a. I didn't see a lot of times it wasn't when happening the pass as, was yeah. happening as part of the option. Yeah, it was like, oh, we're running it, and it's either going to me or the running back, and, right? And the, that pass option was not as prevalent as Trace was making it back when Joe Moorhead was running the offense. Yeah, get that more. five to seven yard uh, yeah. quick pass or whatever it yeah. is. You know, so so, but I do think I think it's going to be the run game. Well, we got an can, offensive line ready to rock. Look, if you can't get the running game going against Indiana, <laughs> how are you going to get it going against Ohio State? Valid point, very valid point. Of course, you've got week one, week two growth. So so, there you if anything that doesn't work out well week one against Indiana, you hope it gets better in that second week of practice. But you know, I. I to me, the run game is where it's at this year for Penn State. I think if you have a front seven with the players that we have on defense and you punch these guys in the mouth right out the gate and then you run it down Indiana's throat and you play smash mouth, like next level, modern age Penn State football, then you can dominate a team like Indiana. Do I think we can do that? I do. Do I think we will see it right out the gate? <laughs> it's tough when you're when you're playing Big Ten football right out the gate. It's tough. Yeah. It really is. Um, you know, I, I I just I think that um, that a lot will will be predicated upon what our passing game looks like in terms of are we one dimensional? Are we not able to throw to receivers? Right. Because if we don't have a run, like if we if our RPO is strictly just run, you know, we're gonna get just like. You know, back when we had Miles and Saquon always getting tackled behind the line of scrimmage, you know, RPO, like never be able to get out of the backfield. Yeah. We, yeah, we, we need to but avoid we, that. But we have an O-line that is supposed to be able to be steamrolling. Yeah, so, I, so will we see that? And I think, you know, the, the second thing would just be not so much is Clifford going to be lighting it up in the passing game, but can he be accurate? Yeah, he needs to be more accurate. When he he's throwing. Been. He does need to be more accurate. That is a, that is actually a, a really good point. Is that was one of his dr- drawbacks as a redshirt sophomore quarterback in the yeah. Big Ten last year was his inability to set his feet properly 
and follow through on the passes and and hit targets in tight windows or lead them properly. Well, and that's, you know, I guess the third thing would I'll be looking for on the offense is can the receivers get open so that Clifford isn't throwing into windows that are quite as tight. Yeah, we're looking at the, we're going to be looking at the wide receivers a lot for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, ter- in terms there's of, no yeah. idea what we're actually going to see. I think Parker Washington. I'm excited for that. Parker Washington and uh, Keandre Lambert are going to have to step up as true freshmen, big time. And I think that um, I think that uh, uh, um, um, uh, Daniel, uh, sorry, Daniel George. George. Thank you. <laughs> Good lord, Daniel George is going to need to take the, the next step forward. And and Cam Sullivan Brown w- would would do well to to be <laughs> helpful in that rotation as well. Um, otherwise, we're just relying on Jahan Dotson and Pat Fryermuth, and hopefully Zach Coons can 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 make his presence known too. Because I mean, we, if that's who we're relying we're, we're on, begging you, please. <laughs> if that's who we're relying on, I'm not that terribly sad about it. But right. it, you know, it would yeah, be yeah, nice yeah. to have some good receiver options. But I'll be looking for that this week as well. I, I mean. I'm very hopeful and excited to see what we actually get with the team. Um, You know, I'm also anxious because, you know, Indiana is a dangerous team. They've got some good players. I don't think, you know, person to person they match up in terms of talent uh, across the board with Penn State. But they're a dangerous enough team that if we're not playing our A game, uh, they can surprise us. You know, like you said, they they have put a target – uh, on our backs for this game for a long time. And, and um, I think they're excited to – Indiana will be excited to to show us what they got and give us our best shot. If you had to pick one player you're most excited to see do anything on Saturday for the Penn State Nitty Lions, who would you pick? And who is his daddy and what does he do? <laughs> uh, Journey Brown. Yeah. It's got to be Journey yeah. Brown. All oh, right. yeah. He yeah. was the m- – he was the most exciting player in the Cotton Bowl. There's something about a Penn State running back that just is oh, man. soothing to watch run. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. DJ Dozier in the 86 team was oh, yeah. just. I, I got DJ Dozier's autograph one time when he was playing for the, the Williamsport Bills. I baseball. think it just goes back to that. The I love roots, DJ you know? Dozier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Kajana then Blair Carter. Thomas. The, yeah, Kajana Carter. Oh, dude, Larry Johnson. Oh, dude. Oh, man. I, I used to record. I recorded all the 2002 uh, games on VHS, <laughs> and I watched them incessantly. I would watch every play over and over and over and over. I loved watching Larry run. It was incredible. And of course, dude. Saquon. I mean, how, how can C- you- Curtis Enos. He was incredible to watch run, man. So I, I think Journey Brown, just you know what we saw at the end of the season last year, and especially at the Cotton Bowl. Uh, he, he looks is, dominant. He has a chance oh, to be I was special. He and I, on this. I, yeah, that's what I'm really excited to see him. That, okay, that well, would be the I, one. How about I'm, you? If I'm picking one, I I'm like man crushing on Brandon Smith. Here. Yeah, <laughs> that would probably be the second one. I really, one for me. really am. And and a close second would be like I I would love to see Jaquan Brisker take that next that next step and be like a ball hawking stud in the defensive backfield because we need someone to be dominant back there so bad. And that's not to say I don't believe in Lamont Wade and I don't believe anyone else out there, but I think Jaquan Brisker has has a chance to to kind of like make turn some heads back there. You know, Lamont I think Lamont's gonna gonna as well, but I'm I'm excited about uh, about Jaquan this year. I mean, it's hard to pick just one because I'm excited no, to I see know. this whole team. I, I, I love I really them all am. so much. I'm invested in all of them. Very much so. Um <laughs> but, so, but Brandon Smith, please rip yes. somebody's head off. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I yell when I'm in the stands. Every time our defense takes a field, I scream, rip his head off. And that's what I want to see. <laughs> you know, hypothetically speaking. Yes. Metaphorically um, speaking. Figuratively speaking. <laughs> Figuratively speaking. Um, 
So, um, so before are we, are we, are we, we're going to do, we're going to do our, our game predictions in okay. just a moment, but first we have a little bit of a, a fan guide, uh, for you with some, uh, as you're watching the game, some notable Jersey updates. Yeah. For Jersey you. updates. Speaking of Jaquan Brisker. Yep. Jer- Jaquan Brisker was number seven last year. You're going to be looking for him on the field as number one. Now. Maybe that's number uh, one fortuitous. Uh, allegedly, I mean, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> well, so and 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 KJ Hamler's gone, and there is no offensive number one now. For whatever so, that's worth. So Jaquan Brisker is Jaquan is Brisker's the one, are, one. are number one now. Um, the one one. There can only be one. Yeah. So um, we also have uh, another um, interesting change um, yeah. on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Cam Sullivan Brown. Cam Brown? Not Cam Brown, the linebacker. Oh, Cam Brown, the linebacker, graduated. He's playing. Yeah, he was the, number six. He was number six. But Cam Sullivan Brown, wide receiver, is now number, number six. six. <laughs> <laughs> so Cam Brown, number six. Cam Sullivan Brown, number six. Yeah, so Cam Brown. Are they related? Cam Sullivan Brown. There's no way they're related. I don't Why did I, Cam Brown drop the Sullivan? I don't know. It's confusing, but I, they're both number six. Shout out to Cam Regular Brown in the NFL, number yeah. 47 now for the New York for the New York Football Giants. He is making his name known uh, there for the Giants on special teams, and he's playing playing some defense as well. So, so another. This is not a jersey change. This is we're aware of a jersey assignment for an incoming freshman running back Kaziah Holmes significant Ooh. number dude he is now the living embodiment of Saquon Barkley <laughs> he's number 26 number 26 and and let me say i i'll add this into the show notes he made some plays in practice this past week that oh he looked like Saquon. He, he looked like Saquon. You know Saquon was hurtling and jumping and always trying to just be uh, this dude was hurtling and jumping, and he was wearing number twenty six, and you would not have known it wasn't Saquon if from if he's similar like uh, body type. He's to like Saquon, five right? eleven, same same yeah. height. Yeah, um, he's not nearly as beefy as Saquon was because Saquon had like literal like steel drums for thighs, <laughs> and no, this guy's not quite on that level yet. But Saquon Barkley as a true freshman wasn't the man he was as a junior. That is true. You know what I'm saying? So give this kid a second. Because so, Zaya Holmes, keep keep an eye out for I him. I think he's going to be a returner for us, which, you know, throwback to Saquon Barkley returning kicks. He was, uh, he, he he had a touchdown return, uh, or excuse me, a kickoff return for a touchdown against Indiana in the 2017 season when we were wearing our first time ever like what were they, they called like the generations yeah the throwback uh, the, the uniforms throwback which is hilarious yeah the penn state does a throwback uniform because like there we was are a, the throwback there uniform. was a blue stripe <laughs> yeah. on the pants we had a something. blue stripe on the sock we <laughs> had a, what else do we have there was like a, we had the numbers know. on the helmets the, the number on the helmet that's like that the biggest cool. thing. the white the white shoes the white i, I wonder if when if if any will do any but it's just like because you know, like you have like the Oregon's and the and the Maryland's, and they have all the crazy uniforms. Like every and week, ours is like, like we, we have added our special. a very minuscule stripe <laughs> that is the same color as everything else. <laughs> they added a little like um, embroidered Nittany Lion somewhere on yeah, the. You couldn't tell. You couldn't see it anywhere. <laughs> Only like, like on zoomed in on a high res right? yeah, shot. Exactly. You wouldn't be able to see this. Uh, yeah. Okay. So so and, and another one um, incoming uh, cur- uh, linebacker Curtis Jacobs. Has as number twenty three, 
Um, he he's he a was, Maryland kid. He's a Glen Burnie kid. Yeah, he's just, just down the road from you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So he's uh, a five star, right? He by some measures he was a five star linebacker. I don't know if he was a composite five star, but I mean, dude, he's. He's basically gonna. He's like a baby Brandon Brandon Smith right now, and he's yeah. he's gained a little weight. Um, I think you'll see him play at least four games this year for sure. Yeah, look for number twenty three. Well, for number twenty three. There's we never really talk about this, but there's no four game redshirt limit. This game this season doesn't count against oh, anyone's right. eligibility at oh, all. You're right, we can all all. I dude, I neglected to really factor that into yeah. my my. My brain housing group. <laughs> so your BHD. Um, wow, that it, all freshmen can play all games and not lose any eligibility. Not just freshmen. Yeah, any player. No player. Any like player. Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, could, doesn't there's, lose no, his eligibility really? this That's, year. I mean, it's not going to necessarily change what he does next yeah, year. Yeah, no doubt. But you can get a sixth-year senior next year. Okay, we got to move on. We're 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 going to work on getting towards the end of this. But first, and and. Uh, lastly, first and lastly, <laughs> lastly, <laughs> first, before we get to the end, lastly speaking in this segment, oh man, I'm a train wreck. Uh, so, <laughs> so there is a brand new tradition happening at happy Valley. And we, we mentioned it in our last podcast, I think, if not one of the prior podcasts, um, there is a number zero number being zero and, and we went over this is new to college football yeah. not just penn state for the and, record yeah and and yeah all, all of college football teams are, are allowed to to take on a number zero assign a number zero and and um the reason for that is so that um you know you don't have as many players on offense and defense wearing the same numbers it kind of opens up a little bit of extra space for 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 players not having to, to be wearing an identical jersey number. So, but Penn State took it up, James Franklin especially, took it upon himself and, and the team took it upon themselves to make this um, a tradition that passes down through the generations of, of players, that it's somebody that embodies the Penn State spirit, embodies leadership, embodies trust, embodies, you know, all. And what, that's going to be on the special teams. Well, it's a special teams player. Right. Yes, it I mean, is. They it don't is a, exclusively. Play it's on not special an exclusive teams. to special teams, right? But it is a special teams player, right? Correct. Um, and this year, number zero goes to Jonathan Sutherland. Jonathan Sutherland, who was formerly tw- number twenty six last year, and he's been a he blocked like two punts last year. I think he's been a special teams captain for a couple years now. Yeah, exactly, including and this year. He's a captain. He, he is a captain this year. I'm, I'm almost positive, but um, so. <laughs> You know, it's interesting that they that they choose this gentleman here because Franklin spoke very glowing about him last year in particular. Yeah, there was an incident last year. There was an incident last him. year where a, uh, apparently a longtime fan wrote a letter to, J- to Jonathan Sutherland uh, criticizing his dreadlocks. And the entire team galvanized around Jonathan and around this issue last year. Prior it was a pretty, like... It was national news. Yeah, it was a pretty big story, and and the letter itself was, you know, I would say not very charitable. It was uh, that's it was uh, that's an understatement. You might I even mean, say it was a little ignorant. It, it was definitely ignorant. I, I would I would venture to guess it was it was ignorant is a nice way to put it. It was probably more on the scale of racist. I would say, and um, the team definitely was like we aren't having that. And James Franklin's like we're not having that. Okay, and James Franklin came out in a press conference and led off with a prepared speech which about, he never does no no you know he this is he 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 
all questions held. You know, he just came out and said, listen, I want to talk to you about Jonathan Sutherland and what kind of player he is for this team. And he, the most glowing remarks I've ever heard him say about anybody when it mattered the most, not just, fo- this was not football related. And he was, you know, he, like as a father for, to two girls, uh, you know, Andy, I know you're a father to one girl, but but if you would, were to say something about somebody like Jonathan Sutherland that said, you know, I only would, I would be so blessed to have somebody of Jonathan Sutherland's character to marry, marry my daughter. That's, that's what he said essentially. And it's like, yeah, know, it's that's hard the, to he's find the, higher praise. He is the, he, he is the living embodiment of what it means to be a Penn State football player. And, and nobody has higher respect for him than James Franklin. And the entire team has nothing but respect for this guy. So if anybody deserves this number zero, I think this is the perfect player for it. Quite yeah. Frankly. I, and I, you know, I got to say, I didn't think of Jonathan Sutherland when they were talking about the, the number zero. He didn't some, he was not someone who stood out to me as a special teams player specifically. Yeah. You see him in the, he's a safety as well. Yeah, we right. See him on the defense. He plays on a second team, but he's made some big plays on, on special teams as well. But I do, I do think it is, you know, number one, I think it's significant that, that the team sees him as a leader, but I also think in some ways it's also James Franklin, sending a message to the team and to the really the, to the country yeah. about, you know, what Penn state football is all about yeah. um, in terms of character. And, and Jonathan Sutherland handled that with like grace, a lot of class. Yeah. And class. Big I think time. some of his teammates got more worked up than he did. Yeah. They came it. out for the Iowa game later that, that, that week um, wearing, you know, chains, tattoos, and dreads, you know, uh, white t-shirts. Yeah, there were like special t-shirts, t-shirts champs, made up for that. Champs in, in State College, the restaurant. Yeah, you bar. got one of those shirts, I right? went to State College and I bought one and I also bought, you know, because I, I support my Penn State team. I support these kids. These, You know, I, I, I love what Penn State football embodies and I love the way these guys came out and supported each other during this. Because, you know, being in the military, that's what you got to do. You, you're, you're nothing without your brothers next to you. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. If you don't support each other in the, the most trying times, what do you got? You don't really have much. So this team is a unique team for, for, for that. And they came out wearing these, these shirts. And like I said, I went, I went to champs, um, the, that next week, uh, and bought a pair, bought two of these shirts. And I, I bought these little, <laughs> these little, uh, extra foam alphabet, like, so on letters. And I, and I added, <laughs> I added, <laughs> Uh, beards to that list so <laughs> so it's chains tattoos uh dreads and i think right before dreads i put beards and dreads because <laughs> i got tattoos and i got a big old beard here and you know which joe paterno would never have allowed either. no he would not have no he would definitely not have oh man that and that's an interesting little this is this is this ain't your grandfather's it penn state ain't your grandfather's you know? penn state and, team and i actually like that I, i'm i'm yeah I'm all i agree about it. i it's it's an exciting team uh this this is Six days, man. I know. Six days we get to Listen, see Listen, we're here we're here in Shenandoah uh until Friday. So this week's gonna go by quick and we're gonna I'm have a good time. And uh who knows, maybe we'll record twelve bonus episodes between now and then. <laughs> just and to pass the time. <laughs> just for the whole time we're here, we'll just keep keep the record button on. Uh yeah, that'll get really old really quick, no doubt. But um let's uh let's wrap it up here. We're gonna do uh our game prediction uh and our season prediction. Okay. So Tom Let's start with you, Indiana, Penn State, in mm. Bloomington, 3.30 p.m. this Saturday. Mm. What's the score? 
Well, Andy, I just want to start by saying that, uh, you know, the old FBI has a 73.7% prediction rating for us to beat... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to beat Indiana, <laughs> I don't. I think I. I think we're like a currently a six and a half point favorite, which I feel is a is That's a mega d- disrespect. Is what I feel I like. Agree. I, I think we're gonna win by double digits, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say you know I like like last few years we've been like a thirty plus point scoring machine, and last year not quite as much, but like you could still count on like a like roughly thirty points from us last year. Um, I, I'm going to call, oh, 42 Penn state. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I'm so guessing right now. <laughs> <laughs> 42 to let's go with 28. Interesting. 42, 28 Penn state. And how we do it. Mm, no. Yeah. Uh, I won't give you the how, but, but I do, I think Clifford will struggle early in the first quarter, but kind of get it together and you'll see Pat Fryermuth with maybe one or two touchdowns. And, and I think the running game will definitely get going. And I think the defense, even though they're going to give up some points, I think it's, you know, they're, they're getting their, they're getting it together to figure out um, what's going on for the Ohio state game. And, and they'll put together a, a solid enough a, a performance. 28 points is a lot for a Penn state team, Penn state team to give up. But I think this Indiana team coming right out the gate, I think they're going to, they're going to play tough against us. And, and the fact that we don't have any non-conference opponents leading into it is going to play a factor. And the fact that we haven't played since, what was it? You know, it's October, right? Like yeah. almost 11 months it's been, been a since while. Penn State has teed off on an opponent. So it, it might show itself. All right. So you got 42, 42 to, 28. to 28. I'm going, and I didn't talk to you about this. No, no. We haven't talked about this at all. I'm going 42, no, 45. 45. To 17. I like your score a lot better. I'm going 45, 17. Uh, I, think, I think this offense is going to be excited to show what they've got. I hope it's. 62 and I think nothing. it's going to be an explosion. <laughs> I think our defense is going to um, lock it down a little sooner. Okay. Now, I do think that there's a risk if things go south that it would be a much closer game. And it'll be a dogfight. It could get ugly. But I, I really have high hopes uh, going in. 45-17 is my prediction for this game, and we'll find out. For what it's worth, Indiana has lost three of their last five games, one of them to us, just, just for whatever that's worth. Throw that. And by the way, one of them to Northwestern, thirty-four to three. See, I think I think Indiana can lay an egg for sure. They might lay an egg against us, or they might show up for us like they did last year. They showed up against us, thirty-four to twenty-seven. But they and they showed up against Tennessee last year in their bowl game. Twenty. They but they lost twenty-three to twenty-two. And well, we'll see. That's the exciting part. We get yeah. to see what it's going to be. Oh, wait, wait. Oh our yes. season yeah so we're gonna do sandy almost just sign us up and i, I love cutting s- off his sign up it is my favorite it's, it's gonna just be seeing running... the look in his eye as it all falls <laughs> apart you know the wheels are turning i'm i'm working on my on my sign off and then yeah, just yeah, sort of yeah. sabotage yeah so yeah no we definitely want to do boys sabotage right now Nothing. Every yep. time you're about to sign off, I want to overlay the Beastie Boys sabotage <laughs> song and then listen up, y'all. It's a sabotage, and then I just ruin your sign off every time. <laughs> you're doing it right now. I know. I love Way it. Way to go. Um, you guys should see the look in his eye. <laughs> Can't even stare at me in the face because <laughs> I'm looking at my notes. Uh, but in any case, um, yeah. So, what's the season look like for you? What do you think? It's gonna be weird. We don't know if we're going to get all the games on the schedule. We don't. But, but let's I'm going to assume. assume. Let's I assume that assume we do. There will be assuming. 
for posterity's sake. Assumage. Uh, what, what was the word I used earlier? I uh, don't even know. Right. Uh, pre- <laughs> uh, attrition. Anyway. Attritionist. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so I'm going to say... Actually, you go first this time. Okay, sure. Uh, I really... Don't know, and I hate doing this. Yeah, I hate, you're welcome. I hate doing the season prediction because oh, how do you know? We don't. And this year, you don't know. Take a stance. Even more. I, I got to say, I got to say the smart money's on 7-1. The smart money's on 7-1. I, 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 I really, really want to see us have a year that it all comes together. We have not gone undefeated in the Big Ten since James Franklin was here. And looking across the landscape, I just I just don't know that this is the year. So I'm going seven and one. Seven and one? Seven I'm going one. seven and one. Where yeah. so can I ask you where the loss is? Again, I mean I just do it. Just do it. You're getting so serious right now. I know because I don't want to love Penn State. I don't want to think about the loss. Yeah. Yeah. I really want the loss to not be Ohio State. But yeah. I don't know I don't know who that if loss we will lose, end up being. If we lose if we lose if we lose I don't think it's to Ohio State. I mean, Michigan and the Big House would be the. Would that's be the, that's yeah. That's that's t- like that's our kryptonite. Mm-hmm. You know how many times? That's the lion killer. It's very few times in my lifetime we have won in the Big House. Night. That's our house of horrors. It is. It really is. So thank that, God we're not playing there on Halloween. Oh, yeah. No. So, I gave you mine. What's yours? Undefeated. <laughs> nine and oh Legit. with a big 10 championship dude that's that's gonna be number one or two in the country uh yeah yep that sounds good no they'll <laughs> probably put us in number three well, behind let's, let's see clemson so, and so, alabama but yeah, if we, Cle- if we yeah. go through big 10 like that it'll be hard to to put us behind they will keep ohio state ranked right behind us when oh, that no happens. doubt they will put us right there no doubt unless, unless, we, just, they unless we just mop the field with their diapers Maybe you know, maybe they maybe them. we knock Justin Fields out for a good measure and, and uh, we mean, don't wish harm upon no, anybody but except you know everybody on the Ohio State team. <laughs> All right, <laughs> things happen. <laughs> things happen. Uh, okay, so Andy, that, your sign off was horrible. It was uh, terrible. <laughs> would you like to? Would you like to try again? Well, uh, I would like to say we're super excited for Penn State football. It's coming, and. It starts with I love you and it ends with I love you. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta get a better we gotta get a better clip of James Franklin doing that. It was not great. It was not great, but it but you get it. You got it. You understand it. You know that they do that at the end of every game, maybe at the end of every practice. I don't know, but like that's I feel that within this. I'm gonna fe- I'm gonna be feeling it on Saturday. That's yeah, for sure. man. So we're we're gonna be watching the game on Saturday. I know you're gonna be watching the game on Saturday, and then early next week we'll have the recap and we'll look ahead to the big one. I'm trying Ohio to state. I'm trying to talk Andy into doing a, a like a rapid, uh, instant reaction after the game is over, but he can't commit to it yet. But I'm gonna work commit. on him this week. I'm gonna work on him this week. So I don't know. So hopefully, but don't no no promises. No, I'm gonna work don't, on him. Don't even. God, <laughs> yeah, he hates this. Terrible. He would, like, this is calling this me is out. Nightmare. <laughs> We're gonna work on it. We're just gonna edit hey, that. Hey, by out. the way, real quick. No, do not edit that out. Uh, <laughs> no, we are not editing that out. But here's what I will say: If you have any questions for us, yeah. you can you can email us at blueandwhitebrothers at gmail We are taking questions. 
We are taking um, comments, concerns. We are taking uh, critiques. Uh, we are taking all kinds of horrible advice. We are taking um, love advice. We are taking wow. <laughs> We're taking money. Um, not not really. I but. also want to say, if you'd like to leave us a review. <laughs> Please. And by the way, um, for all of you who have already done that, really, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and also, we got a perfect 5.0 right now on in terms of our rating mm-hmm. on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I guess. Uh, 16 ratings, 5.0. Thank you. So give us a rating yeah, we, and we leave a review. Um, we, we've hit some, some benchmarks, some, some yes. milestones this, this week with our release of this podcast. Yep. And uh, it's been exciting. And we're, we're, we're excited to, to keep the bowel rolling. Yeah, so, so share with your friends. Um, it, but we would love a written review. Um, here, I just want to read two of them for you that Go stood it, out man. to me. <laughs> we got a good um, one here. This is from Bubba Baldi. Who Bubba says, Baldi. He says, Andy and Tom are great to listen to. Hasn't been easy to get excited about sports this year because of COVID, but this has me fired up for the season. We are. Penn State. So thank you, Bubba Baldy. And then here's one that I really was excited about. This is from Pasta Ray, who (laughs) says, you boys are fun to listen to. Nice energy and chemistry between you. This Pitt fan is impressed. (laughs) Uh, We'll take that. We've got Pitt fans listening to us. (laughs) So um, maybe we'll turn them, uh, you know, to the light side. Thank you, Pasta Ray. Thank you, Bubba Baldy. Yeah. So uh, if you got a review, leave us a good one. We'll maybe read it uh, on the podcast so others can uh, relish in your assessment of our our work here or but, our fault um, yes true <laughs> uh but speaking of uh our work here is now done and uh tom it starts with i love you and it ends with i love you have a great and one everyone peck <laughs> you did it again <laughs> all right have a great one everyone Thank we'll you see so you much. next week take care Thanks for listening to the Blue and White Brothers. Join us next time for another great episode about Penn State football. Want to make sure you don't miss an episode? Be sure to hit subscribe before you go. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't hesitate to give us a five-star review with overwhelming words of adulation and praise. 